Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> only been watching stuff like right before bed yeah 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 i get into those <laughs> rhythms sometimes i feel like the day is over if i stop doing stuff now and go watch tv that's it i don't have time to the evening i'm like got it on disney this week i watched frozen again and <laughs> you're just watching little kid movies it's what's it's what's on that's what i'm saying oh I've you mean seen... you've been watching stuff your daughter has been watching also yes. oh okay yeah yeah and it's fine. See, for a second, They're I good. thought you like everybody went to bed and you were like, you know what? Frozen. No, a little bit of Frozen, a little bit of Moana this week. No one knows how far it goes. I started the second season of The Vow. Nexium. I had said that I wouldn't watch this season. I actually just caught that. There's more than one season of it. Yeah. So the first season covers the people who kind of get the charges rolling and mm -hmm. they got out. They're trying to get their friends and their family out of it. They're also all low-level Hollywood people, this is their chance to be back on camera. By the end of the season, I was like, I am tired of you guys. I don't feel super bad for you. Because they finally got a call? Well, <laughs> the guy who, the main guy in the first season is the guy who made the What the Bleep Do We Know documentary. And he did that before he joined Nexium. His story is really interesting because he's male. And he was taken by this guy in a lot of ways. And he also got out faster. But it was like through his wife and well they stuff. took some dudes like the guys There's a had, lot of dudes yeah a lot of dudes like people in political power in mexico but uh this season is the president nancy whatever her name is mm -hmm. so she went and she's under house arrest but she's doing interviews for hbo and that's what i wanted like i want to hear these top level people talk because a lot of the times i want 10 years to pass then i'll watch a documentary about your fucking cult <laughs> when we got all the all of the people are willing to come and talk to you now. that's the way to do it because i watched one of those first documentaries but this that is came really out interesting it. because some of those girls that left during the raid they didn't do anything necessarily illegal but they're still all fucked up and brainwashed or not really brainwashed necessarily but it really helped their lives and so it gets into how complicated it is how many levels of people were attached to this thing and that it's really the abuse is only happening at this top level. What I saw was not that in depth. HBO is in there and uh, it's really interesting. I hope Ali Mack talks to him. That would be really cool <laughs> because it sounds like once Nancy, the president was pulled in, she immediately pleaded guilty to a low level charge. And it just fucked everything up for everyone else. No one could say they didn't do anything wrong at that point. That so happened. Who knows what level of betrayal happened or who knew what? It's a weird thing. Vanguard. Fascinating shit, though. <laughs> he's disgusting. Nah, he's the type of guy who's like, you want to watch me do karate? He's like, I can show you some karate. Yeah, that, that is. That is exactly <laughs> what he is. You know, uh, in the first season, he kept wanting to play volleyball. And I was like, you fucking would. <laughs> Seriously, though, you are the kind of guy who just thinks volleyball is the best. Next to karate. Like in a gym, too, <laughs> not on a beach or anything like that. But it's not just because it's around. It's like they went to a gym with the express intention of playing volleyball. <laughs> I don't get into many docuseries anymore. It's just not a lot of interesting murders happen. I did watch uh, Unsolved Mysteries, what they put up so far, the new season. The new one. How is it? Uh, One of them was good. 
one of them. The alien stuff they do now, I'm like, I fucking know this already, dude. It's getting to that point. Like, who's if this you, for? If you're familiar with them, you know. You know what I mean. Exactly. That's which- with the like with the murder stuff. New interesting murders aren't happening, which is good. Maybe. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not having more murder documentaries is uh, it's a blessing and a curse. I was so into them. My mom has been watching haunting documentaries lately that have scared the fuck out of her. I texted you one of yes. them. Yes. She's <laughs> like moved on one. to other ones. She's like, this scared the fuck out of me. And I'm like, this is super weird because this is not your avenue. <laughs> Not my mom's general, like... Because I know my mom likes a good horror movie, but it's really hard to find the one she wants to watch. Um, You know, you sent me that trailer for that movie. The Megan trailer. The Megan trailer. Yeah. I got excited about that. I knew you would. I that, was like, oh, this is a me and Frank one yeah, for sure. That one I got a little hyped about. James Wayne. I don't know if he's the director, but he's producer. I'm down to check it out. Kelly isn't here, so... Can, <laughs> I've been just watching crazy shit. Trying stuff out. That's why I'm not willing to talk about some of it. Because, uh, you know, apparently vaccines really do work because Kelly woke up, had COVID. We were in bed, so who knows how long she was contagious. Get boosted. But I fucking 16 days after a booster shot, and I had, I didn't get it. Boosted. <laughs> That's over-enthusiastic. Boosted. <laughs> Can you imagine driving around? You know how like the crazy Trumpers do with the flags? Imagine if you had just like a really big jacked up truck and it was like, get vaccinated. That's kind of what I want out of the Democratic Party. Right? Real aggressive (laughs) left of centerism. (laughs) Print the shirts on sustainable bamboo. Overly researched aggression. (laughs) Agro liberal. (laughs) That's what we need. Dude, I think I know a guy. I I want them to be, I want uh, like our politicians to be a little bit like, fucking mean you know i don't like bill maher very much but i want you to act a little bit more like him yeah i want uh the democrat i don't want him to be all soft i'm getting too political but i'm not looking forward to voting because beto o'rourke ain't gonna fucking win and why does everybody with find anyone else everybody with a beto sticker on their car just drives like shit and i'm like guys we gotta come together here and drive better been out the last two years (laughs) Yes. Perfect sense. Mystery solved. I mean, I'm a little tense when I drive now. How many other dinosaur movies can you think of other than Jurassic Park? Land Before Time. I knew you were going to say that first. Do you remember (laughs) We're Back? We're Back. It had the kid from The Last Action Hero, and it was like tiny little dinosaurs. Oh, There were three or four of those movies. You know, I, I I could tell you that I never saw it. That sounds familiar, but I bet I just never got around to it. I watched them a lot, but I was trying to think of dinosaur movies and the ones that were coming to mind. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. No, and the only other thing that he was in that I knew of was like My Girl 2. It was probably a straight to video movie. I'm not sure, though. That was at the or video maybe... store when you were a kid. Yeah, when I was a kid and I was like, oh, my God, I have to see that. Little tiny dinosaurs. <laughs> Perfect. And I want to say they were like ridiculous. Red Dwarf, the Lex on HBO, ridiculous. Later, like, like they go to alternate universes and stuff. And then I kept trying to think of other things. And I was like, well, I mean, dinosaurs, the sitcom. <laughs> Puppeteering. Theodore Rex was the other thing I Theodore could think Rex. of. Do you remember I, that I, shit? I, I don't remember it, but I, Theodore Rex, yes. It had a song too, didn't it? I'm pretty sure Everybody all of them did the then. dinosaur. It's not like heavy in that movie. I know Whoopi Goldberg got tricked into making that movie and didn't want to do it. Oh, she got paid. I liked it when I was a kid, though. No, I wish I could remember what that was about because I know I've seen Ooh, that. I one. got one. 
Super Mario Brothers with John Leguizamo <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins was that Dennis Hopper? That was Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. Awesome. We should watch that movie one day for this podcast. I have it on DVD. That shit is really because it's never <laughs> streaming anywhere. But what you can do is watch the entire thing on YouTube because no one gives a shit. <laughs> Because those were the creepiest fuckers, and they were just so... That shit was crazy, derpy, dude. Derpy, doop Yeah, the fucking Goombas. Goombas! Goombas. There you go. Damn. <laughs> Hope nobody's keeping score on my we Super Mario Brothers knowledge. There's like a CGI Super Mario Brothers movie coming out. Well, that one, people bring it up, and it reminds me of Street Fighter, Howard the Duck, and they're like, it fucking sucks now. And I'm just like, well, I don't want it to suck now. When M. Bison came to your village... <laughs> the end of everything you knew. For me, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Say what you will about how stupid it is, but it's a, a fighting video game movie. And that one of the last movies that he did? The last movie. The last did, movie. Sadly. There's a Dinotopia miniseries as well. It was not good. That was really old, wasn't it? But I've watched it a bunch of times. They used to play it on the sci-fi channel like Saturday morning sometimes. Yeah. And they're trying um, to pick up those loose kids that were flipping channels. <laughs> No, um, I don't think there are a lot of dinosaur movies that I've seen. Jurassic Park definitely took the cake. Well, Jurassic Park is just a good movie, even without it being a dinosaur movie, which is really all I want out of Jurassic Park movies, is for them to also be just good. Yeah, hold on. There it is, Land of the Lost. <laughs> that had a dinosaur in it, right? It did, yeah. I mean, sort of. Yeah, it had a uh, like a Tyrannosaur in it or something like that. Man, so... You really kind of stumped me with the fucking dinosaur thing. I've never really thought about it like that. Today we watched Jurassic Park Dominion, which is going to be weird because uh, this is the first time we've ever done just a sequel to something. You know yeah, what I mean? More than a sequel. More than a sequel. More that, than a sequel. <laughs> what happens when it's like the second, third one in a trilogy? Is there a name for that? <laughs> I thought the first sequel would be Troll 2, which isn't a sequel. They just called it that. <laughs> Not because it was funny, because they didn't think they could sell this fucking movie any other way, other than calling it Troll 2. Is there a movie with trolls and dinosaurs? Uh... <laughs> trolls mm. and dinosaurs, man. Imagine if the trolls could ride the dinosaurs. Oh, I thought... Uh, here, last second? Nah, never mind. It's too late. Yeah, I want to finish talking uh, about trolls and dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think if you had some witty comedy, some smug trolls. I always kind of thought that Jurassic Park would eventually be a Dino Riders. It would get to the point where they were riding dinosaurs. I mean, they did weaponize them in the movies, but not the cartoon, eh? What cartoon? Well, there's a new cartoon now. Oh, well, yeah. Was there an old Jurassic Park See, cartoon? See, I don't think there was. I was going to say that as well. I don't think there was an attempt then. So in Bastrop, there's a place where you can go see dinosaurs. Oh, it's like one of those animatronic dinosaur places? No, man. Just statues. Yes. Oh, man. I'll show you how they how they were painted sometime. Man, anyway. I want to say in West Virginia, we went to an animatronic dinosaur thing in West Virginia <laughs> for a school trip. And it was around Jurassic Park time. Mm. You could touch the skin, but it was rubber. Rubber. Yeah. Painted rubber. In Texas, you can go to a uh, creation museum that has dinosaurs in it, and they're like, they don't exist. <laughs> that is not a joke like in religious where he goes to noah's ark oh yeah yeah just like that <laughs> just like that i forgot about that i enjoyed that a bit more than i should have does it not seem weird to you that there aren't any dinosaur movies but jurassic park movies though 
That is really no. That's you. You froze my brain. It's really weird. You did a weird thing. I feel like there should be. It's a easily capitalized on thing. I know it's probably expensive to make dinosaurs look cool. That's for sure. You would think there would be something else. You know, I think you may have just nailed it. Look at what is out there with dinosaurs. You don't want to watch it because you see the like the cover picture and you're like, no, not today. I've actually seen quite a few. Uh, what's the one where people take expeditions? It's um, basically they had a way to time travel. And what they would do is take you on expeditions to hunt dinosaurs. Oh, it was like a delicate sound of thunder kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I watched it, and just the dinosaurs were so bad. Wait, is that what the movie you're talking about? A delicate sound of thunder? I think that might be it. Okay, based on the Ray Bradbury story. Yeah, but did you see the dinosaurs? Yeah, it had that guy, Ed something, who disappeared. He used to be in stuff all the time. Ed O'Neill? No. <laughs> is Ed something else? Shouldn't even brought him up, but yeah, he was the main character of it. Ben Kingsley was Ben Kingsley in. Ben Kingsley was in it. Yeah, that's what it was. I wanted to like it. I the wanted CGI to watch it. Is fucking terrible. Yeah, no, I saw those dinosaurs. I was a like, little Fuck past this. the time period. It should be that bad too. That was some shit that came on Saturday mornings on the WB when you were in high school. Yeah, it was like sliders. <laughs> O'Connell, <laughs> <laughs> you can't rub Ben Gay on a heartache. <laughs> that was a good movie too I'm not going to say the name of it <laughs> You're not going to say the name nah, of it? No, figure that shit out You figure it out Figure that shit out You got out. IMDb Yeah How will you look it up though? Because that's so vague <laughs> So vague <laughs> I don't think it's necessary to summarize Jurassic World Dominion I don't know why you're here <laughs> If you don't know what it's about it's the third in the Jurassic World trilogy, and it's the sixth entry in the series. But for anyone who has no interest in watching it, or if you just need a brief refresher, we won't bog you down with sub-character and lengthy explanations as to why they're in this movie at all. Well, and maybe it's because every time I think of Laura Dern, I want to say Laura Linney for some reason, and they are not the same. I mean, they're both blonde most of the time. It's weird that you say that because when I think about Lost World, I always Congo? think Laura Linney is in it. And then I'm like, wait, no, it's Julianne Moore. And then I realize it's because of fucking Congo. We're back to Congo. We're always back to Congo. We're always back to Congo. Laura Dern was amazing in the new Twin Peaks, though. Newish. I mean, two, three years ago. <laughs> if there was a lit, if I could put everything that I want to see on one list, it would be so long. There's things out there I haven't seen that I need to see. You should make that list and then read it really fast on the podcast. <laughs> I'll start working on it. Everything that I've really <laughs> wanted to watch. And I'll be sure to put all three Godfathers on there. That's how long I've been putting that off. You don't need to watch all three. <sighs> Someone out there is shitting themselves. What are you doing over there, Sling Blade? French fried taters. Mm, mustard. I'm just getting the <laughs> Let me some ketchup on them. Go fix some small engines. Ain't got no gas. <laughs> Four years after the events of Fallen Kingdom, dinosaurs now freely roam the planet. Claire and Owen, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt, are secretly raising 14-year-old Maisie Lockwood, a clone of the daughter of John Hammond's partner who we never saw in the first three films, but was presumably created as a stand-in for the late Richard Attenborough. Also, Blue the Trained Raptor lives in the nearby woods with its asexually birthed offspring that Maisie named Beta. 
Frustrated with isolation and teen angst, Maisie, of course, slips away and is caught by mercenaries that also capture Beta. Meanwhile, swarms of giant locusts begin decimating crops all over the U.S. Dr. Ellie Sadler captures one and takes it to Dr. Alan Grant, who identifies it as crustaceous period DNA. Like that. He looked... <laughs> Don't you love the way? Yeah, he didn't do a lot of work there. Yeah, definitely. He was like, oh, nope. That's yeah, it. that's just large or big, whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, it's a big fucking grasshopper, also, man. I'd like to point out, not Jurassic. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, and now that I, it's Cretaceous, isn't it? You put crustaceous. <laughs> is that a, wait? Is that what it's supposed to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it says crustaceous. I think it's crustaceous. Read it both ways. I'll look it up later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Crustaceous. Crustaceous. I do. Okay. It didn't correct me. Because <laughs> it's crustaceous. It's fucking Nabisco. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm getting attacked by crabs. It's the crustaceans. <laughs> They're gonna get me under the sea. <laughs> it's in my head. I just played it today in my truck. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. Uh, all right. Oh. <laughs> uh, what are they called? Feet. <laughs> Dr. Ellie Sadler captures one and takes it to Dr. Alan Grant, who identifies it as Cretaceous period DNA. Also, meanwhile, Franklin Webb, who you may remember from Fallen Kingdom as being dressed up like Samuel L. Jackson, tells Claire and Owen that Maisie is being taken to Malta. There, they infiltrate the dino black market. But aside from being nearly killed by weaponized raptors and befriending sympathetic cargo pilot Kayla Watts, they only find out Maisie has been shipped to Biasin Valley, a sanctuary and scientific facility. Further meanwhile, Dr. Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum, is now working at Biosyn, and while CEO Lewis Dodson has coerced former Jurassic Park scientist Dr. Henry Wu into creating the locust to control the world's food supply, Ian Malcolm has enlisted Dr. Sadler to help expose him. Ellie, of course, arrives with Dr. Grant, and they infiltrate the facility for a sample of the locust DNA. Again, meanwhile, Claire, Owen, and Kayla are attacked by a quadrazolacatus <laughs> over the valley. It's a flying dinosaur. It's a flying It's got feathers, too. All the feathers in here was amazing in this. Very accurate. More fuzz. <laughs> uh, Claire ejects Owen and Kayla crash into the frozen lake, and they're in like a World War II era plane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but in a final meanwhile, they all converge on pure franchise togetherness to right the wrongs of Dodson. Sort of. Jurassic World Dominion was directed by Colin Trevorrow, who co-wrote the screenplay with Emily Carmichael from a story developed by Derek Connolly, and it was released on June 10th of this year. It received generally negative reviews from critics, who felt that the franchise had long run its course. Despite this, the film was a box office success grossing over $1 billion worldwide, becoming the second highest grossing film of 2022, and the third film released in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic to gross over $1 billion. I get it, man. You gotta go see the dinosaurs. Daddy, I want to see the dinosaurs. Can I see the dinosaurs? Daddy, would you like some dinos? Oh, can I see the please? Let me see the please. <laughs> so in the beginning of this movie, he's a cowboy. And she's like in the dinosaur army of the 12 monkeys. He even 
has an accent that's a little rough there at the beginning. Did he not have that in the other two movies? It was a little more playful. He's getting a little, he's getting that Utah, Sierra Nevada. A little of the gruffness. But I did like watching him rope a dinosaur. That was cool. That uh, horse he was riding, though, was not real. There was some CGI horse going on there. I watched the extended cut the first time. So when I watched it yesterday, I didn't. And I think I liked the regular cut of the movie better. I only noticed a couple of things. I still thought I remembered it pretty good from seeing it in the theater. I think the main one was the long, drawn-out mosquito bite that at happens the at the beginning of the movie. That was definitely longer, right? It wasn't necessary. So the one that that stuck out the most to me was at uh, the Malta Dino Black Market. They've got the one that's just sitting there all docile. And then the crazy feathery winged one jumping around like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. And then just, bam, snaps his head off. Was that the extended? I think, I think that was in the extended, not in the uh, theatrical release. I don't know that I noticed too many other things. I'm sure there was she, stuff... Uh, in Malta, I think, was mostly stuff that was added. That's the one that I noticed the most, the head snap. But then when she, uh, Maisie's talking to the doctor, Dr. Wu, she flips him off. She gives him the double fingers. I honestly feel like that wasn't in the theatrical. And that was just so small. It was so small. That's what she said. I rarely think that the extended or director's cuts of things are necessary at all. A lot of the time, unless I'm a huge fan of the movie and I just want a little more movie, that's cool. But I don't think the first time you watch anything should be the extended cut, unless it's Blade Runner, because every cut of Blade Runner has been better than the first one. The Abyss. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, I haven't seen that one. We talked about it recently. Yeah. Just want it, to say but that. But it happens very rarely, and it's a very particular kind of director that should do that, you know? But then at the same time, like, I don't think you'll ever get a director's cut of a Christopher Nolan movie, because that's what you already got. I think that's happening less and less that we're not getting the whole movie. But a lot of these extended ones, I'm like, yeah, I get why you got all this <laughs> stuff out. Like, we didn't need five minute long fight mosquito bite. It looked like uh, when Discovery used to do those walking with dinosaurs. I would try and stay up late to watch anything. And sometimes it'd be like, but it's about dinosaurs. I, I thought that one would work to stay up late because <laughs> it's educational, right? <laughs> How did Blue get to the Sierra Nevadas? You know, in Where were mind, they at the end of the other movie? Because Blue didn't come with him. They were wherever that guy's mansion was, and they mention it. Probably not in the Sierra Nevadas, though, right? I don't think so. Did it seem like they didn't know Blue was out there until the little one shows up? Well, Maisie at one point says, you know, I named Beta, right? But yet when she feeds Beta the toast... Looks surprised like she's never talked to Beta before. Well, she doesn't say that she named it Beta until the end of the movie. Yes. When she's with Dr. Wu. But so. the only interaction that they showed was the toast and the, the confrontation that wasn't really a confrontation. Yeah, other than that, they showed Blue like Doing teaching it to hunt and stuff. In the woods, yeah. Yeah, I was still like, wait a minute, because... Another thing is I watched the last movie again because I remembered nothing from it. God, the saddest dinosaur scene of them all. Dude, the long neck going towards the pier. I know it's just, you know, but still it's sad. Land Before Time shit, you know, that's the one I know. Yeah, the parents died. Yeah, and that, so that brought it back, you know, shadow in the flame. <laughs> <laughs> the shadow in the flame, long neck. After she gets back from her Army of the Twelve Monkeys dinosaur run, I guess it was just to show you... What she'd been up to? That and the other character. Uh, what's her name? The girl who played Faye on uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, the the vet. Yeah. I just call her the vet. The, I think that's I the only under... scene of the movie she's in, in the third one. Yeah, she doesn't come back like she was prominent in the second one. Yeah, but she's heavily a main character 
Second one. But why is she burning her clothes? The scent. The scent of the dinosaur? So two things crossed my mind. The first thing that popped in was the scent. Like it just happened right now. Um, Remember, that's the thing. What was it? Lost World. Remember the T-Rex found the young one by scent? So oh. Like, okay, so either that or just evidence from a crime. That's what I would have to go with one of those two. I, I mean, did, I did think about it, though. It seems like a weird thing to do when you're secretly raising a teenager. Who's a at clone? the house that you're burning <laughs> the clothes at. I, I just, it did cross my mind, so that's why I knew. Oh, well, I had a response for you. <laughs> I'm not going to say I knew. I might end up. Answering my own question, it might have been because she had dinosaur blood on her. Because that was an injured dinosaur. So it would attract the predators where they live? Fuck if I know. I don't know why she's... That's why I wrote it down. I was like, I need Frank to explain. Yeah, I would say say the scent or destroying evidence from the crime. Because maybe the dino police can be like, oh, let's sample that blood on her clothes. Oh, that's the same species that went missing from this anonymous... And then Yeah, it also seemed weird that she was like lying to her about it. Clearly, you went on a trip. Well, and just why the How'd fuck? you get back from that trip? Well, like, to, wh- to what are you doing burning burning blankets in the barrel out front? Yeah, it was a weak excuse, man. Yeah. Come on, Claire. Cabin in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, though. I'm fine. She was in that uh, Attack of the Hollywood cliches for running in high heels. I did think over the course of these three movies... Her and Chris Pratt's chemistry has deteriorated completely. They're just kind of in it for the long haul now. They're just like this fucking married couple that's (laughs) just not interested in each other. Brought together by dino disasters and a clone. There were very few like real moments with them in this movie. And the last one too. Like they were still a little flirty, but I think that they, man, they really built up that relationship well in Jurassic World. Yeah. Because she doesn't like him. She's in heels the whole fucking movie, you know? <laughs> like they're so opposite. And then I think when you brought them together as like equals in the second two movies, as far as uh, I'm going to take you to a volcanic island, baby. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of romance. Sparks weren't flying anymore. It seemed perfunctory. Meanwhile, though, again, <laughs> Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler, fine, still have chemistry. Conveniently divorced after raising two kids just in time to go back out on the road and hit the adventure train with old uh, Grant. Yeah. Uh, I have some stuff to say. I'll hold that for a little while, though. Yeah. You want to sit on it, make it nice yeah, and warm? Yeah, right, let me think about you it. You want to nest little. on it? I'm think of that a little nest more. Nest on it. Just there you go. Cuddle it up. There you go. Get it warm. And then uh, Dotson. So he runs Biosyn. Now, where have we heard that name before? Dodson. We've got Dodson here. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Biosyn. Is that supposed to be the same fucking dude that gives Dennis Nettie the Barbasol can? Oh, in the like first is it place? supposed to be? Is that Dodson? Oh. Because we've got Dodson here. <laughs> and he was trying to get it all along. I didn't do much research for this one no, because I mostly wanted to talk about the story. I like that one. But I did look up the old character and they're spelled the same. They are? Which is Dodge, basically. Dodgson, yeah. spelled exactly the same. They never pointed out. Dude. Except the can. The fucking Barbasol cans in his office. And can I just say? I've waited since the second movie of the original three came out for them to bring up that fucking can. Oh, you wanted to know where it went? From way back then, I wanted that to be incorporated into one of the next movies. That really was a big thing with me. I was like, that'd be because, you know, Jurassic Park, you learn about, oh, they, you know, they mine for the amber, right? Yeah. Well, this is covered in mud. Like, oh, it's like a dig for the treasure all over again. You know, you're like treasure hunting again. 
for this can. It's the perfect setup. You've got the dino DNA in the Barbasol can. Was the Lost World to Site 2, Site B, or whatever? Or was that in the third movie? Wait, okay. Where do Jeff Goldblum and his daughter and Julianne Moore and Vince go Vaughn go? Isla Sorna, right? Do they go back oh, that to the really f- original island, or is it Site B, <sighs> where they've let them roam the island? I wasn't ready for that one. You weren't ready for that one. I wasn't you, ready for that one. I know, and it bothers me. I don't me. have that in my notes. I was just wondering Motherfucker. if you knew. No, and I just want to say, man, you can check me on that, but I want to say Isla Sorna is where they go in that one, but I can't tell you which site that was. I'm trying to think of reference. See, they didn't have the, the Easter eggs in those like they did in this newer trilogy. Yeah, because we were following pretty much one storyline. I think you get in the original Jurassic well, Park, yeah, it's the, very the more developed characters are Grant and Sadler mm-hmm. and Tim and Lex. Well, both of them the first one. First movie is the park. Second movie is the rescue. And then third movies are completely fucking opposite. But I think the original Jurassic Park 3 was kind of its own thing. <laughs> so know, let's like, talk about that. How these two parallel is kind of interesting. In the first movie, we're at one place. We're on an island. Yes. I think that the deterioration from movie one of the trilogies to movie three, as far as story quality goes, has a lot to do with the Resident Evil problem I'd mentioned in a previous episode. They're in a house. (laughs) Keep the fucking zombies in the house. We're on an island. Keep the fucking dinosaurs on an island. And so with the second Jurassic World movie, we get, all right, we're going to the island. The volcano erupts. Now we go to a second location. Now it's in a facility. And they're getting out at the facility. And that's what's going to lead to, you know, because they're doing the auction and everything. Well, it was like a cool And they got Buffalo Bill from fucking Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) It was a cool mansion facility, like in the forest. So we've gone to a second location. They they did the switch. It's we go to the island. Well, and mainla- then, you start on the mainland island, then back to the mainland. It's a King Kong movie. Yeah, they're all King Kong movies, essentially. Dude, you're getting in there to retrieve, yeah, retrieve the specimen. So I feel like that's why the Lost World wasn't quite as strong as Jurassic Park itself. But you got Ian Malcolm, so yeah, it was Ian Malcolm and Julianne Moore, and they had Mercedes SUVs and custom RVs. Come on, man, that shit was rocking. Where I do think that this series falls short a little bit is they added characters every time and just stuck with these two. Mm-hmm. Instead of each of the movies giving you a little bit more character development of one of the original characters. Because who would you wonder about from Jurassic Park? Well, I'd, I'd like to know more about Ian Malcolm. We learned a lot about Sadler and Grant and Tim and Lex, really. But with this one, it's just we stuck with Claire and Owen for all three movies and people got added and people got taken away. But you got a taste of Ian Malcolm in the second one. And he's fantastic. Ian Malcolm's part in the second movie is the most story development between core story, the first movie and the sixth movie, because this is what I've fucking been telling you people. The togetherness, the togetherness, the togetherness is coming in real hot with Ian Malcolm. I don't think he was used as well in this movie as I wanted him to be. But he got his doses there towards the end. Answer me this question. Why was he working for Biosyn? Was he infiltrating Biosyn? Because Dodson thought he was different. I thought you were different. That's literally what he says to him. Ian Malcolm seems like the type of guy who is going to work the best paying gig. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. And he didn't go into it knowing that there was this deception. You know, he didn't know about the dark side of Dodson. God, I can't believe I didn't. 
I can't believe you didn't either. That was one of the things I was holding so, on to. I was like, I wonder if Frank fucking knows well, that's this. My, because I always think of that, Dotson, we got Dotson here. And it's, it was like stuck in my head when I was a kid. So when we get to that. Watching the movie when he's first introduced, it's like a news clip. So his name is, you know, it's on the screen. Yeah. And I don't see Dotson when I see that name spelled out. And so I just think I held on to his first name. Is that what they call him through the whole movie? There's or they call never him- a confirmation that it's the same character, but fucking it is, well, man. Do they call him by his first name or by Dotson in the movie? They don't call him Dotson in the this one. Like, no, they call him Dotson. But I mean, like in just normal conversation? He doesn't come up in normal conversation all that often. If, mm. it, if it is, it's like uh, Dr. Sadler talks about him. And she's I can't like, believe oh, I yeah, missed I bet. that. I was... Uh. I'm surprised one, you dude. did, because, man, I, I that was one of those... It came up right at the beginning of the movie. And maybe I was so blinded by the can of Barbasol. I shit you but not. But he has the can of Barbasol. That's, what, That's the other thing. Destined for him in the first place. It's been one of my wishes that they incorporate that. They did. If they made that Dotson with the Barbasol back like he got it... They for sure did, because they spelled shit. his fucking name the same. That's, like, the only thing he takes from his fucking office. The only thing. Fucking mind-blown. I like how they keep the uh, the locusts in the perfect wheat. How they don't come out of those little crates. Yeah, just shaking. Also, is that not biosyn wheat? They established at the beginning of the movie that they, they don't the eat locusts biosyn. Oh, don't eat biosyn seed. No, they brought in the, the other stuff. That's who's buying from the local homegrown guys, biosyn. Biosyn. They buy, they buy locally and they think globally. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> So you said you wrote down a Jeff Goldblum quote in this. I really want to see if it was the only other one that it I was, wrote. It's more of like excerpt from the quote, you know? Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Wasn't that a line from the first movie? First movie. Did he say it again in this one? What I was going to tie that into was, um, hold on, I have to go back to my notes. I took that quote down. I like that he says... Well, I mean, uh, it's always darkest before the eternal nothingness. Well, the, okay, so my <laughs> my note on this one was um, this movie is just another one of those, almost like uh, the new Planet of the Apes, you know, when man fucks with something that he's not supposed to. You know, if you want to clump it into those movies, like a Planet of the Apes or, you know, um, oh, God, Andromeda Strain. Just you fuck with things you're not supposed to. So Michael Crichton. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Thank you. Um, and I mean, I'm sure there's others outside of that, right? Westworld. But just the whole point that I was going to get to was it's another one of those films that falls into that genre in that sense. You know, this third installment, you know, this is like the culmination of, but yeah, they fucked it up. Nobody had sex with an alien in this one because it's dinosaurs. They just had to do it. And so I thought of that quote, you know, like it, I feel like a lot of this stems from what he was pointing out in the first movie. Yeah, I like that a lot. He's the most interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. Sexy. God, always wearing all black. You got a little crush on him, huh? Nah, he wouldn't be one of my Would you let crushes. him spoon you? Just for the night. Just spoon him. Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. If he talked to me while he did it, in that voice? Yeah. <laughs> you feel the fabric of your shirt? Yeah, is that synthetic bamboo? No. It is <laughs> synthetic bamboo. <laughs> Oh, wait, sustainable bamboo. (laughs) Sustainable bamboo. (laughs) Fuck. Wu was looking tired in this movie. He was. You know, there was like, (laughs) this was my second watch, first time since the theater. And the first thing that went to my head was, wait, did they make him sick? Is he like dying? Is that part of it? And that wasn't part of it. (laughs) He looked a little weird with long hair. Well, and what's up with that old man coat that, you know, like you wear to your car? You mean 
This cardigan? <laughs> I was like, but the I got one of those I wear around the house sometimes. I know there's a there's a there's a time and a place though. That's not in a billion dollar lab. <laughs> Actually, now that I say it out loud, perfect place for it. I take it back. I'm sorry. But okay, but his it look seems weird that combined with it, I, I'll get off it. Like they have this guy who's it's always he's always a fucking problem. Woo. Asshole. Fucking woo sucks, man. And he's so sad holding his bag at the end. Why would they hire Ian Malcolm to this company that Woo works for, making fucking locusts to control the world food supply while all this other ecological shit is happening? Why would they hire Ian Malcolm? Less why he would go work there. But why would they hire him after he just testified to a committee about how we're fucking going extinct? So... He was about preserving the dinosaurs, and on the outside, Biasin was about preserving the dinosaurs to further their research. I'm not sure that he uh, should be about preserving the dinosaurs. <laughs> Wait, given Ian, his, Malcolm? Ian Malcolm's like role in the Lost World, where he's like, no, 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 don't bring these fucking things to the mainland. And then we have this fucking Godzilla fucking Tyrannosaur chase. Well, let's also go throwback, like the shirt says, chaos. <laughs> motherfucker likes a ride you know what i mean just because he's sailing fucking east one he day might, yeah he's tasting his words so in at this point in his career he's obviously a public speaker and an author he's a personality so when a multi-billion dollar corporation comes to you and it's like hey come speak to the staff here's 180k a year and you get to stay here in this facility oh yeah the interns are down your hallway do you think two scientists that were previously in a relationship with each other could use one as a witness while they do a heist oh like there's no conflict of interest in the testimony yeah, there? And, and not not a normal heist it was more like a old jack nicholson and morgan freeman heist. no man it's okay because he's a well-renowned figure and people respect him uh no uh i don't i don't fucking buy that shit you know, just get a witness and then bring them to a fucking valley of the lost. You know? <laughs> I am the law. To infiltrate <laughs> just... a high security facility with a single badge. I mean, it was cool. It was kind of like a Fitbit. It was like a Fitbit. That was neat. It was like a Fitbit. Nothing didn't look good. It looked movie. great. Everything looked amazing, except for Chris Pratt's horse. His head and neck. <laughs> yeah. No shit. That was one of my first Chris Pratt riding the horse laughing emoji. It's a mechanical bull. You know. I'll say it right now. I love all these movies. I will never stop watching. You these haven't movies. just said it right now. You say it all the time, regularly. So yeah, no matter what I might be picking at right now, I mean no offense. It's just I've seen it the second time. I'm gonna pick at it. I'm gonna keep picking. Pick at it. I've got a couple picks myself. That doesn't mean I don't like it. A little too many uh, raptor whisperer scenes in this one too. I feel like they didn't overdo it in the first two. Uh, but really, how about the end when they triangulate? Oh, that was the worst. I cringe so bad when she does it. And then Dr. Grant does it like he's a fucking cartoon character, Dr. Grant. <laughs> well, we had just done Event Horizon a while back, so I kept thinking he was weird sometimes. <gasps> <laughs> well, he'd smile sometimes and I was like, oh, he's going to fucking duck into the shadow. He's gonna Mr. Burns out of <laughs> here, man. Mr. Burns out of yeah. No, nah, man. Uh, I couldn't shake it. Every time he smiled, I was like, oh, it's going to get creepy. But it didn't. I also thought it was way too many people to pull the spinning car gag with the Tyrannosaurus Rex or oh, whatever it was. one side of the other. Yeah, they did the, the old scene with the... What was that? The Allosaurus or something like that? Uh, I don't know. It was the, the Mega Predator in the movie. Yeah. Biggest, I don't know dinosaur names. Biggest carnivore they've ever seen. Yeah, it's a, you know, hairier Tyrannosaur. It was the T-Rex's foe. And I don't know what that thing was with the claws. The but weird uh, herbivore one? It definitely killed a goat to get a snack off the ground that was a flower. So it was for sure not. Yeah, a... it was like, get the fuck 
out of the way. I mean, do you have to be afraid of that? Why is it hunting her? <laughs> it doesn't have to. It was to show you that you don't mean anything to it. I don't give a fuck about you, Claire. <laughs> I've got a thing against gingers. I will say the uh, raptor chase scene was really cool. On the bike? On the motorcycle, the yeah. James Bond raptor scene. I mean, you want to pick at it. How did he know his way to the sea through Malta? Had he been to Malta recently? You want to really get down. How does a laser pointer send raptors that aren't looking at it to a person's location? It's a laser pointer that imprints a scent on you. And they track that scent implanted by the laser pointer. No. That's not movie <laughs> logic. All right. When she points the laser at you, it actually kind of scorches the material that you're wearing. It hits so some people's skin, though. It actually scorches the skin just a little to create a specific scent of seared flesh that that dinosaur was locked onto. I will not accept any of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then once they get through Malta, there's trolls riding the dinosaurs with ferrets on leashes. No, there's not that either. But um, I was going to accept that one. <laughs> uh, did anybody look like a troll? <laughs> no um why if uh, a pilot you know is flying into your valley of the lost dinosaur sanctuary and you notice they have unregistered passengers do you down the plane in the middle of your dinosaur sanctuary potentially killing one of your dinosaurs that apparently claire got for them too on top of that it's an evil industry and they were protecting their um sensitive material I never finished watching Devs, but similar thing. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll take that. Are you a little upset that he didn't get his hat back when it fell off, Dr. Grant? I don't think Indiana Jones ever lost his hat. He didn't, but it would magically roll back to him. The wind or something. Yeah. Yeah. It no, sort it... of upset me that they didn't give him his hat back. You're just going to let his hat go. Yeah, it... The thing was, did they emphasize it at all in Jurassic Park 3? You see, it would have made sense to me if she was like, I hate your fucking hat in the first movie. In the first one. And, and she was it... like, just let the hat go. You know? Yeah. I, no, I nice feel like it was time. making a callback that didn't happen. Scott's like, I wanted layers. I do I want layers. layers. That's what I fucking, I wanted layers for the, the hat. That's the shit that I really care about. I don't. I, I think it's great you made a pretty dinosaur movie. <laughs> but there's no reason why you couldn't have made sure that all the writing holes weren't. And, you know, if anything, they emphasize the hat at the beginning of this one, at the beginning of Dominion. Remember when it shows that first, like, superhero shot of him standing there in the... <laughs> in the hat? Yeah. There were some poses in this movie. There were some poses. Landon pose. Okay, you want me to pick at it? How about the transparent plot twists sprinkled about? Oh, so many. They're I've... convenient. All very convenient things. And that's what makes me mad with writing. When I see that and then I could have thought of something you could have done instantly. Well, I mean, we didn't need to do that. Do you think somebody dumbed it down? Oh, for sure. Because I feel like they did this on purpose because there's this level of... What's weird when they overwrite something, but I think that... Uh, I know everyone's arguing about fucking Halloween ends right now, but there's a line you have to walk between fan service and making something that'll sell. And I get all of that, but I'm the sort of fan that I care a whole lot more about these characters now than I do seeing a bunch of dinosaurs. Because I think the problem with both trilogies is that uh, all the cheese and convenience that could happen in Jurassic Park or in Jurassic World, they get covered up by the awe that you have with this like dinosaurs and the characters are all wrapped up. The characters have to be wrapped up in it. 
And when it becomes pedestrian that there's dinosaurs, some of the magic starts to disappear. I think in The Lost World, you had, oh, fuck, my girlfriend went to this place I was never going to go back to. Damn it, John Hammond. Yeah, and he goes and gets her. And I think that's really, really powerful and strong. And I think that the problem that I had with the third Jurassic Park movie is Dr. Grant learned more about himself in the first movie. He learned so much about himself, who he wanted to be, what was really important in life, love, and he started to understand children a little better. Still didn't want him, though. He still didn't want him? But at the end of the first they movie— They made you think that he had hope that kinda, he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, you kind of do. And then that's crumbled by, like, Ellie left him. He's going to go back to this island. He has no reason to want to do that <laughs> other than he's fucking alone. And so you, like, didn't even build tension that way. You took everything that he learned in the first movie and you unlearned it. Was that guy with him in that one who stole the raptor eggs the guy who was in Ghost Ship? Who was like the? I have no idea. Fuck, man! I've seen I that just movie thought twice. Of that. And because I was trying to remember everybody in Jurassic Park three. Yeah, sorry to throw a curveball in there. William H Macy, Tay Leone. Yeah, uh, but I can't remember everyone. It's not. It's not a main thing. I mean, that's this was why I didn't like that movie very much. Was you undid character development? I think that was another one of my original seven first movies I bought on DVD. The thing is, I liked seeing. Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler back together again in this last movie. Mm -hmm. But the whole time I just kept thinking, like, you undid all the shit that he learned in the first movie to get to this point. And I would have been okay if, you know, we just pretend like Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler never stopped being together. But now they're going on this mission together. I think that would have been a, a lot better of convenience reunion. Here, a lot of convenience to rope it in. But I felt like a lot of the moments between them were sincere, despite their corny as shit. I wish it could have been a little deeper. I mean, you know, I'm not expecting like... Well, I feel like that they are the main characters of the series. And yes, I mean, for sure. I would say so. focus so much on Claire and Owen and make it this kind of unnecessary old people heist into the basement of this clumsy, like, <laughs> you know, getting stuck in there with all the locusts flying around and stuff. <laughs> the grass. Yeah, that you took the our heroes man. and you made but them not as, as, uh, as much a part of it. And as much as I cared to see the end of Claire and Owen's story, if you're going to put them all together, I wanted more fulfillment out of the, you know, the Alan and Ellie love story. I know we got it at the end. <laughs> that was like the emotional motivator for me for the entire series. And that was what deflated the third movie. And then it cheapened the way they put them back together at the, the end of the sixth movie. And that bums me out a little bit. The togetherness shot, though. Why does she go over and thank Laura Dern. So she like centers it. She's like woman. And I get that you're supposed to be counterparts. Now next we're going to do the thing where we team the counterparts together. So I did notice a spot that I, I thought might be like a throwback sequence of sorts when they do the final, I guess, missions to get out of there, you know, right before the big dino showdown as they escape. The way too big group sequence. <laughs> well, so check it and out. And why'd you add another person? Was okay. it just to give somebody to team Ian Malcolm up with? How fast did he go from telling Dotson what was up to just being where they were? I wrote that down. Seconds. He traveled another station. And the people who had not met him yet are just accepting this guy's presence in the room with him. Oh, just immediately. No explanation. I mean... There wasn't even like the, uh, oh, hey. Dr. Malcolm oh, could vouch for him. I the mean, they, way, they were a team. Well, and the way that he recognized Maisie, like you didn't recognize Claire or Owen. I mean, they'd been in the media just as much at that point, right? Or that's what I, that's the sense that I oh, got for from sure. those. Uh, yeah, they should be just as famous, if not more famous at this point than Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler. From that point leading into the next point when they break off, 
So Ian's in the control room where he was with Hammond in the first one giving Sadler directions. Everything in that sequence is exactly the same. It's Except the same. How did, why are the locusts in that room when they get there? They're all burned up on the floor. Because they've like, already invaded they... the facility. Yeah, but why were they attracted to that room? They weren't anywhere else. Heat and sometimes those lines are insulated with soy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, nah, man. Um, insects and like uh, varmints, they they like electrical wires. There's heat. There's warmth. There is soy in some electrical wires. I'm just throwing it out there. It could possibly be a thing. In that bullshit Frank tone of voice. <laughs> Look, man, soy. Anyway. <laughs> so- sure, that's what led Dodson to have a hissy fit. <laughs> yeah, you've got Ian. But anyway, yeah, you got Ian in the control room, but he's got Ramsey. Claire and Sadler doing the control room thing. And then... You know, Owen, you have to have Owen hunting, and Grant gets to be involved with a raptor scenario. Take Granddad out for a fucking raptor whisperer (laughs) session. We're triangulating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and what's funny, she's got the DNA thing, right, Maisie? So if it was even just her, I would be like, oh, it's like the dinosaur feels the connection with her. But then, okay, like he's got the weapon, you know, you've got Owen with the weapon, and then, like you're saying, Dr. Grant, what is he's not a threat. Well, if, All of a sudden, if Blue produ- reproduced asexually, there had to be other dinosaurs because that was the whole thing that they were just going to start having babies. Why do they need Blue's kid? Because they seem to really focus on, well, we got to take this baby raptor, too. But there's no connection between the raptor and unless there just wasn't another asexually reproduced dinosaur around, I guess. No, there were because they showed multiple T-Rexes after, well, during like the wrap up. Shots, you know, when uh, the Biosyn facility was declared a safe habitat for the remaining dinosaurs. It showed like three T-Rexes on a cliffside. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, The ones that were airborne, that was a lot. There's a lot of airborne dinosaur action. I know pterodactyl. Some of the names for those flying ones, I've, I've never heard of that. Well, and I'm pretty sure the thing he lassos at the beginning is a Parasaurolophus, and they never said it, but I did a report on those once in life. <laughs> Because they didn't know what that thing was for off the head. Do they still? Who knows? I don't know. I haven't done a report since then on a parasaurolophus. Maybe it's like one of those hats in a mental hospital. (laughs) It's just like, oh, there goes a parasaurolophus. But I did like when they paired everybody up. They paired them up and they each did their own thing. You had the raptor guys, the control room chicks, and then the uh, like command center dudes. So if we rank these one through six, where do you stand on that? Dominion? All six Jurassic Park movies. Best to worst. What would you say? And I'll go by number. One, two. Jurassic no, Park. Wait. One, two. Lost four, World. five, six, three. Four, five, six, three? I put three at the tail end. Huh. So, yeah. One, two, four, five, six, three. See, I would say one, four, two, five, three, six. Really? Even okay. though I don't like the third Jurassic Park movie, I think that it might have been a better Jurassic Park movie than this one. See, I just, yeah, and I get you. I won't argue it. I'm just, yeah, I, I will put three at the very end. I like The Fallen Kingdom a lot, though, but I did think that this was a really fucking lazy writing. It really was. That, and it didn't that's probably the that. worst part of it for me. Like I said, I'm not going to knock this movie. I will pick no, out. No, but I don't think we should stand for that shit a little bit. You know, <laughs> like that you're going to spend this much money on a movie and then half ass the fucking characters in the story. I just I feel disappointed because I expected a little bit more. Dude, 30 years, 30 years. Yeah. And that's crazy. And I don't doubt that someone much younger than us would rank them completely differently. Yeah. 
for sure the originals aren't going to hit the same for everybody now yeah but there's like uh there's things that like oh, wouldn't it be cool to see this that we thought when we saw the original jurassic park and we got a lot of that in this movie and the the one before it i'm telling you the barbasol the fan service Forever. is really it's really well done Forever. except that but i don't think that's a substitute for pissing all over the original love story and then weekly putting it back together. Granted, that's not a problem of this movie. It's a problem of the third movie, Undid, the magic that happened in that first movie. And I don't think Lost World, I think that was the logical progression, was we had, and technically both those, based on two books. So <laughs> after that, it's it's anyone's game. But I think that they did a fine job with the last two movies and got really fucking lazy with the writing in this one. Not a good time to do that because you brought the original people back for this. And if you just make it about that and you don't make it about giving these characters a worthy end. Yeah, because this is the conclusion until you guys figure out the next trilogy you're going to do in eight to ten years. Yeah, Dino Riders. <laughs> Jurassic Rider. Trolls on dinosaurs yeah. with leashed ferrets elderly chris pratt i mean it <gasps> and they're all led by talking raccoon that would be amazing <laughs> but i do think that uh whatever they do then as long as it's not bring old man chris pratt out and fucking make him fucking kingdom of the crystal skull hunch over indiana jones yeah if it around. wasn't for the amazing books that dean coots wrote to bring these to movie <laughs> life dean coots yeah he wrote these. Michael Crichton. Dean Koontz. You're thinking of Watchers with the, the dog? No, when they're in the water, it looks Corey, cool, too. Corey Haim? <laughs> uh, but I liked it fine. It was fine. I, I liked picking it apart a lot. There were a lot of little things that writing the script. The character thing, though, is it, it's the thing I feel understandably mad about. Like, if you don't understand why you that's didn't upsetting think that to me. The biggest emotional core of the first movie is Dr. Grant learned something. Ian Malcolm learned something in the second movie. I think that Claire and Owen learned something in Jurassic World. I think they learn a little bit more. Second movie. And uh, it builds on that. You know, in three weeks, I'll be touring the filming locations of the original Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. You should take pictures and send them to me. I'm going to take I'll bad pictures. Up on our Instagram. And then I'll have Olympia take good pictures and I'll send you hers. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> so next week we're going to do something uh, a little more of the avenue of the special, but extremely high budgeted. We're going to watch Crimes of the Future, which will drop on Hulu on October 31st. That'll have already happened. Uh, <laughs> Crimes of the Future is on Hulu. David Cronenberg. Uh, I venture to think that this movie will have no story at all, mm. but... I think it's going to be weird. <laughs> I know. You've been waiting for this one. Yeah. I don't think I'll have as many story problems with that one. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I watched that one preview when you first started talking about it, and then I haven't seen anything else since. Yeah, there's a lot of people in it. It's a David Cronenberg movie. That could go either way. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.